is what we are there we go um i'm gonna unmute my friend wayne here who's gonna join me in this discussion discussion wayne can you hear me yes i can can you hear uh, me i can hear you i'm gonna make sure everybody else can hear you before we do this okay where do we go where do we go where do we go wayne there you are live producer can everybody hear wayne mr sammy lankus i don't know where you're from uh micah john connor from canada what's up bro he says what's up fucker <laughs> that's what he said he's like hey fucker oh i love you guys i i i, I once i start streaming i can't curse <laughs> gotta love i love these guys wayne i really do these <laughs> that's funny i hope everybody can you hear have an interesting audience dude i love these guys i literally love these guys are you are you ready to go Wayne? Oh, about as gritty as I can get. All right. All right, Brainiacs. I'm gonna mute I'm gonna like put you back on mute here right real quick, Wayne. And and uh if you don't mind, I I know I am not gonna like harbor you, but uh yeah. Everybody just hang tight right real quick. I I'll be I'll be right. We'll get this thing, we'll get this party started. All right, let's do this. Hang on there, Wayne. I'm going to get you. I promise I'm going to get you. I'm just going to mute you for a second. <laughs> okay, Brainiacs, I know you can hear me, and we're about to go live. You ready? One, two, three. Go live on that one. All right. All right. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off, man. Get back in the background music and take a short, short uh, see you on the other side type thing. It is September the 11th. Thank God nothing major or catastrophe, you know, within the catastrophe limit happened today. Thank God. I appreciate everybody being nice, being lovable. All that other good juju. Um. We are streaming not only to Facebook, not only to YouTube, not only to Blog Talk, not only to Springer. Everybody, we're reaching out and touching the world. All of you global brainiacs, the Matrix Breakers, I call you. Welcome aboard the Matrix Minds. This is your show where you are part of everything. You create what you see, and I'm telling you right now, it looks really good what you create. Keep creating and believe Believe in yourself, man. We'll see you in just a second. We're talking about the Anunnaki, the Sumerian tablets, the Nephilim, the fallen angels, you name it. Let's go. Let's dive, 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 Brainiacs.
Yeah, man. Even reality. We question everything, even reality. Oh, my God. So where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do we even start? The Sumerian gods, right? The giants. The Bible calls them the Nephilim, right? The Bible calls them the Nephilim. Um, let's see. We call them, um, let's see. We call them the Anunnaki. We call them the Nephilim. We call them the Elohim. We call them all of that stuff. But how come we were never taught these things in school? These are the giants, man. These are the giants. These are the builder race. This is the, this literally is the start of creation as we know it, right? So tonight, myself um, and Wayne, Wayne Stewart, are going to dive deep into a little bit of um, Eric Von Donneken stuff, Zachariah Stitch and stuff, and kind of tell you guys how we you know these these are the the stepping stones to the great awakening or your own awakening it really truly is and like stewart said this is what he you know this is what he kind of this is this is like 20 years ago 15 years ago wayne stewart my friend my insider from another mister that's what you are because you're i couldn't say my brother from another mister my brother from another mother Welcome to the Matrix Minds, my friend. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for the welcome, Matt. I'm doing That's all it. right. Am I coming through okay? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Always, my always wonder about these digital connections. You're good. You're good. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say that the beginning of my awakening was probably Von Daniken's books, The Chariots of the Gods. Ooh, when really confronted good book. with the physical evidence, when confronted with the physical evidence that the stories we were all told are incomplete, inaccurate, uh, if not outright fabrications, it definitely challenged my reality. And that's our purpose, isn't it? To challenge our reality? Well, of course. Of course it is, dude. Um, you know what? What yeah, we're talking we about, just, you know, what we're talking about was was never yeah. ever ever taught to us. Okay, right? It never was taught to us growing up, whether it be in church, whether it be in school. It it sort of like don't matter. I mean, we were we were just we were sheltered <laughs> and not even taught or told these things. We, right? we were taught the party line, basically, and then. What I've always thought of as Hellenization, which is essentially the rewriting of history, the uh, the victors write the stories. Right, yep. And it is in their best interest to make it look like they've always been in control. So there, there's multiple levels to this, and this is one of those levels. Essentially, by eliminating the other story, the only story you get is the one they tell you. It's like killing the witnesses. The only story you get to tell the court is the one you tell them, and there's nobody to counter it. 
well, that's where we're at with a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot that that is like a rabbit hole yeah. in itself. You know what I'm saying? It's just believe believe the entire narrative of what you're told in in the indoctrination camps slash what do they call it? The education centers. <laughs> you just gonna believe what they're told. We're yeah, told, the, and, the, and that's it. The, the state-run indoctrination system. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, the 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 education machine. That's what it is. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. Yep. Well, it not to, not it goes through the it goes through the church. It starts in Sunday school. Yep. Then don't think outside the box. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I only heard part of that. You cut out briefly. But I, I I said don't think outside it, of the box. On my end, you did. No, you can't. They can't have you doing that. Uh, no. But it, it's pervasive, though. It goes across everything. It goes across technology. It goes across religion. It goes across philosophy. And it goes <laughs> across history. And that's what we're talking about today is history. That is definitely true. It's history that's been covered up for, for uh, you know what? I've never, I never, ever, ever heard my parents Never heard my parents say anything about this. Um, I grew up as a I don't know here. Let's share a little bit about me. I grew up as as a Southern Pentecostal, fire and brimstone type guy. Um, never to question, never to question the outside narrative of out you know outside of that Christian belief. So when it goes into you know talking about what we're talking about now. Right, the diehard, the diehard religious fanatic slash extremist slash inbox thinker would primarily say, "Well, this is blasphemy. This is, you know, like Terabanachi said just a minute ago. Stay Absolutely. in your boxes, slaves." That's what she says. She's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna Absolutely. pin this." Absolutely. <laughs> Stay in your boxes, slaves. Oh, that's Stay good. in your boxes, slaves. Uh, I mean, that's good. Uh, tonight. Tonight, bro, let's let's take them well, take know, here, down that rabbit hole. Here's history. Here's what we say. This is how it happened. And if you hear or believe anything else, it's of the devil. Yep. Right. Yep. What you were yep. taught in the Pentecostal circles. Oh yeah, dude. The devil has all kinds of phony stuff. He's going to show you. He's going to show you physical evidence. He's going to look at miracles and all that stuff. But it's all of the devil. Yes, sir. Isn't the truth? Yet the well, physical evidence does not lie. I mentioned briefly in an earlier discussion I did here on the minds that uh, I believe I mentioned there. It may have just been in a conversation with you, but I'll mention it again here because it fits. Uh, while okay. I was doing a, a lot of genetic research into this COVID-19 thing, I stumbled into a paper that discussed what I consider the smoking gun of the fact that humans are genetically engineered. And it gets down to the telomeres, which are a chain of molecules at the end of each of our genes that gets shorter with each cell division. And when you can't divide them anymore, that's when we die. That is a programmed lifespan, if you would. Mm -hmm. Now, these, these molecules only occur on the ends of genes with one glaring exception. Uh, I don't know how much of our listeners know about CRISPR, C 
CRISPR is the abbreviation for a gene editing tool. It is how they manufacture genetically modified organisms, like the corn that produces the toxin to keep the bugs away and things of that nature. Uh, they can basically insert and delete and deactivate genes in an organism with that tool with some pretty good precision. You know what? What uh, you, you, you do with that tool uh, is see traces of this being done. I'm going to share a screen, and and, and everybody that is on and, 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 and following us on YouTube as well, well, Facebook primarily, but again, all, all of the guys on Spreaker, audio, uh, trust me, I'm going to, I'm primarily focusing on audio only. I myself, I'm a, drive, a driver. I, I love listening to talk shows. So I'm going to try my damnedest to explain what he's, or, you know, I'm going to try to explain what he, Wayne, is sharing with you now. Because to the guys that can see this, I'm going to pull you guys up a, a screen and show you literally what he's trying to, to tell you about. But keep go ahead. Keep keep going, Wayne. I'm, I'm going to show these guys. All right. Um, well, <laughs> yep, well, go ahead. We've developed this tool to enable us to edit genes. What it also does is enable us to analyze genes in a way we've never been able to do before. And what they discovered, and I saw the paper on it, but I, I unfortunately did not make a record of where I saw it or anything of that nature, and I wish I had now in retrospect, it was far more important than I gave it credit at the time. Uh, what they noticed is that not, not only these, these telomeres occur only on the end of the genes, and they diminish every time a cell divides. So a given cell only gets so many divisions before it can no longer divide. Mm -hmm. But also, they spotted one gene, I believe it's on the third chromosome, that has a block of telomeres in the middle of it. And they don't belong there. They, they're just simply no reason for them to be there in a natural evolutionary standpoint. And just to add more, more to that, on one side of that block of telomeres is a genetic string that occurs in gorillas. And on the other side of that telomere block is a genetic string that occurs in chimpanzees. Right. And now we're going to get down to an even finer level. Within those two halves of this apparently spliced gene, different identical function segments of the gene have been disabled or deleted in one side or the other. It is like an intelligent being or beings assembled this gene. They wanted some of the functions of the gorilla, some of the functions of the chimpanzee. So they spliced the gene together and turned off or deleted redundant or conflicting functions on either side. Straight up laboratory created gene. Not from right. the ground up, but pieced together from existing mammals on the planet. Yep. And now, that yep. kind of genetic engineering does not occur in the wild. It does not occur in a tent in the jungle. It occurs in a high-end DNA laboratory. That's right. That's so what we were talking whatever about. Whatever caused that to happen was an extremely advanced set of species or people, for lack of something better to call them. Now, this may be the Anunnaki that we talk about. 
may be the Elohim that the Bible references when it says, and God said, let us make man let. in our image, plural. Right. Us and our were plural words. It wasn't an individual <laughs> entity. It was a group of this entity. I don't know how many of them there were. That much is not revealed to us. I'm trying to find the... Uh... Okay, a good description uh, of what we're talking about is right here. You've got, see, here's here's the here's the thing. What you're trying, I, I guess, you know, let's let's explain a little bit about what these what these Anunnaki, right? Those that fell from heaven. the The Bible calls them the Nephilim. They refer to they refer to these these beings as Nephilim. That's the Bible terminology. Oh, well, what 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 the what the Bible calls the Nephilim are the offspring <clears throat> offspring of these so-called fallen angels and right. earthly women. So this yeah. is not an original creation. This is a modification of creation. Uh, if you go by the older texts, uh, the Sumerian texts that. Uh, have been translated by uh, Zechariah Sitchin. Uh, if you go by those, what you'll find is that the creation of mankind was not a single instance. It was a developmental process where they started with uh, simian beings on this planet, the ape and the chimpanzee, did some stuff genetically to them, in an effort to make them more intelligent so they could actually utilize them for labor. Uh, there is a book out there, you can search for it, called Slave Race of the Gods, that gets into that in a lot more detail. Who, who is this? Who, what is this? Have, hey, hang uh, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Of the Gods. Slave the Race of the right Gods. It's called Slave right. Race of the Gods. Oh, right, right. Hang on. If you, I'm read the book of Enki, if you read the Lost Book of Enki, yeah. If you if you read the Lost Book of Enki, you, you will get a story that says that we were created essentially to be uh, gold miners for the people of Nibiru. You're gonna laugh. The, the, I uh, can't the, find the, it. The Anunnaki. Yeah, you, you, you may have a hard time finding it. It may have been scrubbed by now. Who knows? Is it an older book, Wayne? Uh, I don't know. Slave race of the gods. I, I do know. Um, I want to say. Okay, I mean, call it call it slave species of the gods. Try that for the title. Slave species of the gods. Right. The secret that you'll find on Amazon. That there we that, go. Now yep, I'll that, now I'll share that the you'll find. Um. Yeah, that you'll find yeah. on that. The <laughs> Yeah, I mean okay, yeah, okay. It is uh by Michael Tellinger. Ooh boy. Michael Tellinger. Slave species yep. of the gods, the secret history of Anunnaki and the mission on Earth. This would be the paperback. The, yeah, see things like this are is what what you're trying to say is we were genetically modified in the beginning, regardless of when the beginning was. We were genetically assembled. We were uh, genetically assembled. 
species that were already on this planet and in order to make it work right here's what happened If, if you read the lost book of enki it talks about how the early versions of mankind were gestated within the wombs of some of the females now, right. There were, I believe, seven of them. They are referred to in some lore as the seven daughters of Eve. And these these women, these Anunnaki, I suppose, women, uh, could only do so much. So at some point in time, it was decided, well, let's just make them after our image, male and female, and have them breed themselves so we don't have to do this to our women anymore. Right. And that's the part that made it into the Bible. Let us make man after our image. Even in the Bible, it's not the first instance of creation. The first instance is God made man, male and female, created he them, etc., etc. The early chapters of Genesis speak of the generalized creation of man. Right. But then they get right back into it and they say, let us make men after our image. And then they create Adam and Eve a little differently. Right. Yep. That exactly. Is some of the stages of the creation of man. We were the end result of several experiments. Now, see, I I totally believe this. I believe this because of science. <laughs> okay. This is I'm not I'm not kidding. Yeah. This is this is exactly what we're ta- what we're talking about now was my awakening process to the point of. You know what? I understand that we were I'm a creation of something, right? And then but but who? You look at you look at old school Egypt. I'm talking Stuart uh Wayne, I'm look listen to me. Wayne Stewart, listen to me. If you really want to know my awakening, it was that. It was it was I, I look at the creators, the gods of Egypt, right? And every single one of them have what you, myself, and all of the other brainiacs have that is indistinguishable and not really noticeable until I point it out. The creator gods have got a belly button. That means that they, too, were a creation of some were born. That's correct. They, they, they were born of a female in a womb with an umbilical cord. That's how bro, we get a belly button. Bingo. They had to have been born of something. That is a creation, an acknowledgement of a mother, father, or a genetic modification of some sort. You follow? So, with that being said, we were a creation of a human genetic modification, which indeed translates to you were a creation born from a womb. That is it. That is simplistic. Yep. I mean, yep. I believe the Bible to no. I, I, to a specific point. That is it. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my belief in the Bible is this. It is a single thread of history from a particular point of view. Not necessarily inaccurate, but certainly incomplete. Oh, yes. Oh, you just said shit. Just yeah, definitely. The way you say that, <laughs> seriously. Ooh, say it. Say it again. Say it the way you it just said it. It is a thread. It is a thread of human history 
Yes. From a particular point of view, not necessarily inaccurate, but certainly incomplete. Ooh, damn. Nail on the head, bro. You hit it. You definitely, you definitely hit it. Well, you I know, mean, I, 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 I'm one of those guys that gets chills when something truthful is spoken, whether I'm okay. speaking it or someone else is. And and that that phraseology just gave me chills all over. Well, it had to, it had to, because we are not just, you know, you know, in the beginning God created man in His image and likeness yada 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 there's more to this story that we are not told and what what we're talking about now is the pieces only pieces only pieces to the beginning of the all is creation of us as a human species these parts well, well, dude have been left thing. out if, we're not if, no if you, if, yeah if you go down this path that we are going down and you come to the conclusion that i have which is that we are a created species created by other otherworldly species that still doesn't answer the question of where did they come from. And the fact wow. that they utilized animals and creatures that were already here on this planet also does not explain where those creatures came from. Exactly. So, so it doesn't completely eliminate the creation of everything by one entity, God, the All-Father, as some refer to it as. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but, we are, but we are basically a second-hand creation. We are the creation of other of his creation. Well... But by doing so, they, they had to use some of their own essence. They had to use some of their own genetic material in order to get the creatures on this planet up to a level of intelligence where they could actually utilize them as labor. And by using some of their own genetic material, they actually made us their offspring. That much crept into the Word of God, the Bible. Right. In the scripture that says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Yet it does not appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we will be like him, for he, we shall see him as he is. In other words, there's still some future revelation as to who and what we actually are. What having the genetic material of our creators within us gives us in whatever comes after this life, whatever comes in the next higher dimension of existence. But what existence is that? Because the creation, right? The creation is obviously an offshoot of the creators. And again, the creators said simply, let us create man in our image, yada, yada, yada. And... Again, as far back as we can even go are the Sumerian tablets. That is it. That is as far back as we can possibly go. And what's funny, Wayne, is... as far back as we can find these days. It truly is. What? Let's go back to, 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 to uh, Sunday school right real quick, okay? We were taught about the, the um, Babylonians, right? 
the Babylonians and the Egyptians. Yeah. The Egyptians are the ones that that enslaved Moses. The Babylonians were pre pre Egyptian. Again, even in church, even in church, they don't touch. They don't touch this topic. They don't teach this subject. They don't even touch the, the topic. Why? Why don't they go this far? My question to everybody out there, why do you believe in your own mind with what I just said? Because I'm telling you, this is true. I know I've never been told in church what the Sumerians are. Who the hell are they? Oh, of course not. They were the dominant society around the Mediterranean Sea for literally tens of thousands of years. And they were seafaring people. They actually had transactional interactions with people on the American continent. See, you're talking old school Mesopotamia, okay? An old school yeah. Mesopotamia is a no-no. That's a topic you don't touch. That's a topic you don't talk about. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest, and you know I'm yet right. There is, yet there is physical evidence touch. of their interaction with the people on this continent. Uh, I mentioned to you earlier about that clay bowl found in some Native American uh, historical property that has some of this same writing that we find on the Sumerian tablets on it. The only way for that to have happened would be for these Sumerian peoples to have had interactions with the American Native peoples. Yep. It's just no way around it. <laughs> Damn it, Tammy Bonham's like, did they create the Democrats? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh man! Oh, love her. <laughs> I think the last. I think the last Democrat I created was the last time I went to the bathroom. Just oh my Thank god! <laughs> well, see, this what's funny is the screen I just had up here, um, and I'll go back to it. I, I these things you cannot make up. Okay, there. Let's think about this. My very intelligent mother just created. Uh, my very intelligent mother just served us nine planets, right? We've got nine planets in our solar system. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Up to date, new age type shit. We've got eight planets because they disclass declassified Pluto as a planet. Now, the the screen that and I've got up little, here uh, in this little thing you're looking at right now, I count uh, what are there twelve? There's twelve. Now, those, those Sumerians, those the the Anunnaki, right? We're looking at a Sumerian tablet. That's or a, a oh, they the I, I just want to say the descendancy of Sumerians, uh, the Nephilim. We'd be talking about the Sumerian Anunnaki, Anunnaki, on An, uh, Enlil and Anu, the descendants of, the descendants of Anu, which would be Inki and Enlil or Ea. So they see our solar system. Now, this is what blew my mind digging down this rabbit hole. They seen and depicted people you're looking at, and we're talking about a tablet that has been found that we'll touch on this one, uh, Wayne, that was talked about in cuneiform, the first ever written language in this, in Sumer. Right or old school Mesopotamia is called it's called cuneiform. 
but they've shown you a, you're looking at the top left in between the two two figures to your left this picture depicts 12 stars within the solar system they classify us as the the uh murky Venus earth one two three four it's like the sixth planet from out of their their juncture into the solar system okay we've got a planet in our solar system that is that is derived from or named as the wormwood okay wormwood it's found in the bible science knows this as planet x okay the awakened ones know this as planet nibiru so now we're touching on something altogether different altogether untouchable is nibiru the home of the anunnaki is nibiru the home of the creator gods or the anu anu which would be again the father of enki and enlil wow that's a that's a deep yeah, hole. It, it gets pretty interesting you want a really interesting read and it's only a little under 300 pages long if you find yourself a copy of uh Kitchen's translation of the Lost Book of Enki. By Zacharias Stitchin. Yep, Zacharias Stitchin. I, I, I know where a copy of it is. Uh, if we want to share the link to it, <clears throat> a good friend of mine made a copy of it. It's a PDF copy of the book. And it is available, uh, and he found it somewhere, so you can find it if you just look for it. If you just look for the Lost Book of Enki PDF with your favorite search engine, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. It's only about 300 pages long, and it mm -hmm. reads like a poetic telling of an ancient story. Now, you realize that these tablets were written, uh, what are they? My understanding is between seven and 10,000 years ago. It could be longer, it could be a little shorter, but at any rate, it's certainly uh, antiquity from our point of view. There you go. You're looking at the cover right there. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can find it in PDF without having to spend money. If you just look for it with the word, you know, with PDF after it, you'll find a free copy of it. It's out there. Oh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> And if you read that, it is a story of the inhabitants of Nibiru, or Nibiru, I think I, I pronounce it a little differently, but I don't really know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I think most Nibiru, Nibiru, Wormwood. However you want to say it. Yep. Uh, they needed gold, elemental gold, as a shield because their atmosphere was being lost. And they were doing something with elemental gold that allowed it to be a shield. So they needed gold. But the discovery of gold on our planet was somewhat accidental, according to this book. There was a political struggle between uh, who should rule Nibiru, whether it was the official son or the bastard child who was older, et cetera, et cetera. The same kind of struggles we have here with, with uh, monarchies. And he basically was uh, told to leave or felt like he needed to leave. And he snuck away on a, on a spaceship, an interplanetary spaceship, and had to negotiate the asteroid belt. 
and had to refuel. His ship, I believe, ran on water. And uh, all kinds of interesting things. He landed on Earth and found gold here and set up a means to communicate back to the home world to say that he might have found a way to save their planet. Mm-hmm. And that began the entire effort to colonize Earth, was to mine this gold. And well, I believe that what we have in the pyramids of Egypt is actually the remains of a communication system that was set up to communicate across the uh, solar system. Wayne, you're, you're also... A lot we don't know. And a lot I'm just guessing that. Also kind of leaving out, right, that we as a species, all right, right, again, again, we we're genetically modified here. The part I think you're, uh, that you were leaving out was we are from... Okay, we are part of and or from that builder race. Okay. Oh yeah. In that in that book, yeah. in, in order book, to in order to make us work, they had to include some of their own genetic material, which literally correct. made us sons. Sons of what? Sons of the gods. God. Sons of the gods. The gods. Let's not forget about that. Uh, that is right to yep. me. That is very, very, very important. And the reason why to me it's important is because I want I want them to know that I know who the hell I am. I'm talking about the GOV. That's who I'm talking about. Those that primarily are tuning into this podcast, if you're awake enough to know who the hell you are, claim it. Did you hear me? Claim it. Because Absolutely. that's what they're waiting for you to do is claim it you are part of and you'll never be less than what you are part of claim it exactly Just claim it you have got god genes in your body you've got god exactly touch. we are sons of gods that is correct Take taking this a step further, bro. On on whenever it talks about, you know, we're talking about Zachariah Titchen's book for a second, right? We are forgetting that the they they not only mine mine gold here on what it was called Tiamat, right? Or Ia Gaia. Uh, Inky Ia referred to this planet as Gaia. So therefore we got our name, the planetary body named Gaia. But we also are forgetting that the the way station in between point A and point B. <laughs> Can we touch on yes. that right real quick? The way station. Where was uh, it at, bro? Mars. Mar. Oh my God! Uh, did you say what you said? Yeah, it was, you did. It was. It was. Uh, it was logistically and physically simpler and more feasible to carry the gold the short distance from this planet to Mars, and then prepare from there to send it back to the homeworld than it was to leave this planet directly for the homeworld. I don't know exactly why. Perhaps the orbit has something to do with it. Perhaps the level of gravity has something to do with it. 
don't know the details. Those have not survived. Like I said, the stories that we have uh, read like a poetic retelling of an ancient story. Bingo, I've seen that picture. Yep, I'm showing everybody. Who was was the guy who was in charge of the way station at Mars? What was his name again? I've got it. Uh, Trying to pull it out of my brain right now. Um. Oh my God! You had to, didn't you? You had to ask me that. Alula. Uh, Alula. Uh, was, it, uh, was it Alula? I think it was Alula. Something like that. Uh, dude, my mind okay. is I'm my I'm I'm full of information, <laughs> but whenever you like put me on the spot like I that, believe, like, I believe. Yeah. His, I believe his name was Alula, and when he died on Mars. They built him a tomb that was fashioned after his face. Now, there is a distinct possibility that that's exactly what we are looking at right there in front of us. Well, that again, that that's what I want to share not with everybody. Not saying it is. Not, not saying it is. It may not be. It may just be an illusion of shadows on a natural mountain on the surface of Mars. Who knows? Well, again, the it's possibility that that is zoom, exactly what is mentioned in the book of Enki is, is zoom, there in our mm, nature. I don't know, man. Zooming in on this picture, I'm telling you now, zooming in on this picture a little bit to try to share with everybody, that sure as hell looks like a face to me. Sure looks like a face to me. So that, again, that is the face on Mars. You guys can all look it up, do some research on it. Complete with a nose and with a, a nostril showing and everything, yeah. That's right. I don't know. You, the Lula are, tomb was was he was buried in a tomb that was a mountain fashioned to look like his face. See, this is the stuff. Now, Mars bro, theoretically used happen. to have an atmosphere. Mars used to have an atmosphere until we destroyed the it. Story of the flood. Well, no, the story of the flood, which is mentioned in the book of Enki. Uh, this this Nibiru planet is in an extremely elliptical orbit. And the estimate that I've heard is about 3,600 of our years is one orbit for Nibiru. And it comes close enough to planet Earth and Mars to cause problems once in a great while. And the last time it caused serious problems was supposedly the time of the flood. The Great Flood, yep. The flood, yep. The, the, the flood is in pretty much every culture's history somewhere. So the fact of the flood is pretty much a given. All the peoples on the Earth, no matter who they are or how much interaction they've had with other people on Earth, have a story of a flood in their history. Allegedly, what occurred is the Nibiru got close enough to Earth to dislodge the ice cap on one of the poles and drop it in the ocean, which would basically cause a tsunami that would cover the entire Well, you had a good connection. And that same near miss, yeah, uh, uh, well, and that same near miss, am I, am I there? Yeah, you're here for a minute. You're, you're like fading in and out. That near but... miss, okay. <laughs> oh, that's not good. I don't want to pixelate or robot. All right. I, mean, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're going. You're going away from the router or whatnot. But you're talking about stuff that they. I'm telling you right now. You're talking about stuff that they don't want. What these these brains to know. 
And that's good. I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Well, okay. Where, where are we now? Am I coming through any clearer? Yes, sir. You just turned up the router frequency. Of course, if I say the... If, if I say the magic words, it'll go through. The magic words are, can you hear me now? I can, of Mr. Of course Verizon. you heard that, right? I did. Yes, sir. <laughs> Those are the magic words. Those words always yeah. go through. Got you. Got you. Got <laughs> no, what, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is this elliptical orbit of Nibiru occasionally brings it in proximity to the other planets. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, the last time it came very close to Earth, it dislodged an ice cap and caused a basically a tsunami that covered the entire planet, hence the flood story that's in all cultures. During that yeah. same near-miss pass, it supposedly also stripped the atmosphere off of Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And such you're a thing exactly- can easily be can easily be understood as as possible. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Whenever we go to... Uh, here, I, I've got a screenshot, a, a, a shot of online... I mean, excuse me, right in front of me. And this what is what's known as Abu Sambel. I want everybody... To, and, and everybody that can research this on your own, very, be, it, be, it, be it blog talk, whether it be speaker, whether it be audio only, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what we're ta- telling you. If 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 what we're talking about is kind of like making you think, I'm glad. I'm glad because what we're sharing and what you can, if you do research on Abu Sambel, you can look at these depictions. These are these are supposedly Egyptian gods. Okay, Egyptian gods. You're looking at a, a, a picture that is not far from uh, what's known as the Aj, uh, Aswan Dam, okay, or the Aswan Quarry. These these people back in the day, okay, put it this way: if you were to try to back then recreate in stone a god or a goddess or a, a pharaoh, and you were just slightly primarily out of out of sync. With what we were trying to describe, they'd probably have your head on a silver platter. Okay, think about that. That's so, true. in other words, absolutely, these were official records. Right. So, what you're looking these at? These were official records. You get the official wrong, you lose your hands. You know. You're looking at Abu Sambel, okay, in front of you, and you cannot make this shit up. The door. I want you to look at the door. Look at the way the door is actually made. Look at the size of the humans in front of the door, okay? And then I want you to look at the, the, the depictions of the gods, right? The gods. They are absolutely giant. Oh, did I say that word, Wayne? I did. I didn't. Sorry. I'm going to probably get censored, censored for that you word. Said giant. You, said, you said giant. Damn it, Matt. Wow. Okay, so we see supposedly Ramses. Okay, these are this this on your right hand side, the second the second Pharaoh in that would be Ramses the third. Below him, you've got what's I'm called not seeing those pictures. I don't I don't know if my video is lagging, but I'm not seeing those. Okay. Pictures. Wow, I need to switch screens. Very good, Matt. Okay, very good, Matt. 
There we go. Now you're looking at. It. Now, if you look at the again, not, on, not at, on the Facebook, not on the Facebook feed. Oh yeah, try it again. Try it again, Stan. There, good job, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at oh, the, now the we're getting a different picture thing. Oh, there if, we go. If you look at the Pharaoh to the left, oh, look, I'm sorry, not the one that's broken off, but if you look to your right, the second Pharaoh in, that's Ramses. If you look to the below his right leg, you'll see a, a, a figure, a figure right there. Okay, and that would be called Nefertiti. Okay, Nefertiti in turn Nefertiti would is almost knee high. <laughs> almost knee high, but look at Nefertiti compared to the human beings. Look at the difference. What is that figure between his legs? That also would be a human being. That it would be an offspring of Nefertiti. So so These are other guys. Again, so I, I'm not. Nefertiti, so basically, Nefertiti would have been about 12 foot high, and Pharaoh would have been about 50 or 60. Go be it, right? Go Beckley Tepe. You can't make this up. It's right in front of your face. Everybody. Seriously, Abu Sambel is, is like a. To me, to me, Abu Zambel is a smoking gun. To be honest with you, that's truly because it's got everything really. If you look at the right shoulder of Ramses, look closely. You see a figure with Thoth the Atlantean right in the middle, right? With the sun disk above his head, right above Ramses' shoulder, just to the right, you see a figure there. And if you look close enough, you'll see an elongated skull. Do you see it? You can't make it up. It's right there. It's right there. Look close. And where did I see recently where they found some skeletons in Peru that had elongated skulls like that? Would that be Machu Picchu? And also had, by the way... Uh, it may have been, and they also, by the way, had red hair. Some of the uh, bodies they found still had the hair with them, and it oh. was just as red as the reddest-haired Irishman you could imagine. I'll bet they tried to cover that one up right real quick, didn't they, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things you see once or twice, and you'll probably never see it again if you didn't make a copy of it. Yeah, man, they don't want that out of there. They just don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Anything that stands against the history they are trying to pretend is real, they want hidden. They either destroy it or tuck it away, depending on how valuable it is to their purposes. Mm-hmm. What is most valuable is the fact that the general population is ignorant. They want to keep us like so that. That is what they do. They keep, the, yes, they do. Back in the day, before most people could read and write, it was only the priests and the royalty who could read and write. That was their control. Now that most people can read and write, they still have that same control by locking down information that is counter to what they want us to know or think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's that simple. Anytime a new discovery is made archaeologically in the Middle East, what happens? It's covered up, and we know nothing. Out. Yep, and we know nothing about it. Where breaks out in the area? 
immediately war breaks out in the area and you never hear from it again. And if you go Terra back Bana- after the war settles down, there's nothing left to find. Tara Banaji's telling me, hey, she's like, maybe they found giants in Ohio. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard I've heard about it. I mean, yeah, man. I I truly There's believe giant that skeletons in caves off of off of the Grand Canyon, if you know where to look. Mm-hmm. And you manage to survive getting in there to look at them. Well, if they'll let you there, if they'll let you in there, and, that's and that's what, yeah, you, oh man, if, dude. if you if you manage to survive getting in to see them, you will find them there. But it is a well guarded, protected, and hidden place. Wayne. Erico, there's an air caller coming from area code 206. I'm just going to unmute. Area code 206, welcome to the Matrix Minds. Go right ahead. You're live. It would be Michelle. Hey, Wayne. Ah. Hey, darling. I told What's you up? I was going to call in. Well, I'm I glad you, you did. <laughs> well, so I have another little different story yeah. about the giant. All right. Yeah. Okay, so some of my research that I've gotten is that so the Nibiru thing is is one theory that is floating out there. There is another theory that there was a great war and there was beings that were giant that lived on Mars. Okay, and they were huge. And the uh, the theory goes that as um, scavengers and and explorers and things like that had had gone, and if you hear I don't really trust Corey Good all that much, but if you listen to some of his experiences, that they had found bases on Mars where they were massive. I mean, the buildings were all gutted out. They were below ground, but the buildings were massive bases, and the countertops were like 40 and 50 feet high. So these were made from massive beings, okay? And then when the Great War happened, that destroyed the surface of Mars completely, the, the beings that survived scattered. And there was a remnant that came to Earth and fell down from the heavens, as it were, and came to Earth, and those are the giant's remains that they are finding. There are the, the remains of those from that lived on Mars that took refuge on Earth. Now, that is entirely possible too. There's there's absolutely no reason that that would not fit with the physical evidence. Yeah. So like I said, I don't always I take we're good with a grain of salt because I know he's compromised, but I I do believe there is some validity in that. As if you know, the story of the Nephilim had to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It had to come from, it had to come from somewhere, and there's. If you look at all different areas, the truth is in the myth. You just have to know what to look for. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I believe and, you know, and here, exactly what you just said, Joe. I'm saying I, I, I totally agree with what you said. Well, I will not dispute a single word that you said. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I won't. I won't dispute it because there's things, <laughs> Shell, there, there's things that's covered up that we're not allowed to go down. Then we're just like, it's like we're not even allowed to go down those rabbit holes, okay? And the moment you really try to waken up and and teach 
and teach and share that hey there's more to the story than you're just your your inbox thinking of religion god created the heavens and the earth and well guess what oh my god then someone teaches you sumerian tablets what 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 it's going to knock you completely the hell into left field and then you're going to then you're really going to question everything can i give you another little nugget well sure going back to the going back to the knowledge story i was hoping lovis would be here tonight too could you imagine that conversation so um <laughs> wayne lovis and me and you that would be awesome so okay. anyway uh, uh, we need to do that sometime so anyhow um the story of noah's ark not quite how the bible depicted it it was a think of the movie okay so you know the movie 2012 where they made those huge giant ships because of the catastrophe that was coming and they made them in China and blah, blah, blah. Think mm. more along those lines, but not necessarily with that caliber of, but then again, they might have. But instead of thinking the animals two by two by two by two, they had to dumb the story down to make it believable to humans is pretty much my theory. But think of it along the other lines. So like how you guys were, talking creation and that we came from genetically modified beings, right? right? Think a floating genetics lab. They knew the flood was coming. They knew Nibiru was coming. Oh, yeah. So when he did a two by two by two, he would have seeds of plants. He would have the DNA of all the animals, male and female created he them. Think about that. And the DNA of humans, as well as the animals, so that they can repopulate the earth Absolutely. after the flood in, Absolutely. in the image of the gods. Oh That's man, it. let me the, let me share. Actual, the actual animals, the actual animals necessary to be on the ark would have been necessary for the sustenance of the people once they left the ark. Correct. But if the bulk of the ark was a DNA bank, yeah. Uh, it makes see, a lot that, more sense than the traditional arc story. That is what I believe. That is my belief now after years and years and years and years of research. I don't believe that the arc was literally a boat. I believe that it was a DNA bank just like the seed bank up in, what is it, Anchorage, Alaska? We've got a seed bank, okay? We've got a. Right. Uh, that's what it would be. It was a. It would be a genet. And and uh, again, think about this. It would literally be and take up no space, hardly any space at all. Well, absolutely, very little, very very, very little. little. You're talking test it's tubes also- instead of test tubes instead of barn stalls. Well, let's take right. this a step further, also, people. Let's let's do this. There's also one in our Antarctica too. You realize that, right? Yep. Let's take this a step further, Michelle. Let's take this a step further, Wayne. What if, right? Because we all know that we are vibrational frequencies. Okay, this is probably taking this to another show, but we are we are genetic, genetically modified. We are also a quote vibrational frequency. We are of love, light, light, love, love, right? Just frequency. Light is frequency. So knowing that, right? Knowing that. Our ancestors or creators or gods, the knowledge that they had, okay, what if, what if, now are you ready for this? 
I hope you're sitting down and got popcorn and beer because I'm about to blow your mind. What if, okay, it wasn't a DNA bank? What if it wasn't genetic modification or any, any of that? What if it was just an actual computer code that was stored somewhere? And all they did, right, was replicate it and recreate it. There is that. I mean, I know that, like, that thinking that, way that outside. Is, that is plausible. That, that is plausible. Can it's I blow not, your mind? We know the molecules. We know the molecules in DNA. All you would really need is the structure of one or two living cell types. You'd need a plant type and an animal type and things of that nature. And then assemble the DNA to make it the creature you wanted it to be. Correct. Exactly. Correct. So now, all, all you would need is the data, the data, and the machine to do the assembly. And well, I've got that for you. I've got that for you. They you just hit, released hit the, okay, they just released the information. They did an article where they released the patent that they now have the technology, which I think they had it for decades already. They just are now releasing it to the public. But they have the ability, the ability to completely download, I hope you're sitting down, Matt. I know you are. I'm download listening. a conscious consciousness into an artificial being and completely transform your consciousness into another um, suit, so to speak. Another me and suit? That per- an, an, another you suit. Yeah, um, right, right. And, and that would become you. Well, I, be, I believe they already have had that. Yeah, but I they believe just that's now that's released it on something I mentioned. Yeah, that, yeah. That's mm-hmm. on something I mentioned in my vaccine talk a while back about uh, being sucked into the AI pipeline. Well, now, we, we gotta, we, you got to think oh, about I, this, okay? You got to think about this, Michelle. You got to think about this, Wayne, and everybody that's listening. You got to think that there was what's known as the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, okay? He clearly tells you that that there were, back in the day, there there were men that were literally recreating themselves underneath of, I don't know where, I'm going to say the Giza Plateau, okay? Somewhere over there, there were cloning rooms. There were there were uh, what you call mysticism chambers where you could go in there and mysteriously, miraculously just reincarnate into another body. These gods were reincarnating into men of young renown. Renown, my bad. That's it. Men of young renown. Those words were the tablet words. Men of young renowned meaning they were everlasting over and over and over again this is not new technology in other words i could take i could take my genetic code build my body at the age of about 25 and put my intelligence into it and essentially live forever by doing that every 25 years or so now perfect. this, is, this yes. is where where i think they are trying to go with the new technology that is coming out, this is the point of the transhumanism BSS coming out. Oh, they yeah. want it. Oh, they, absolutely. They, they don't want humans to be any longer because we have one thing 
they don't, and that is we are sovereign beings. We have free will. And with, as long as we retain Absolutely. that, and then if you go one step farther, our knowledge is our DNA. If we unlock all those junk strands, if we can unlock those, oh, yeah. that is Did where the knowledge junk? is hidden. I got to stop you. No, no. This <laughs> I gotta is what scientists call them. I know they're not junk. Scientists no. call them junk strands of DNA, and we only have two active. Can you imagine activating a third and a fourth? Even a third. Well, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Ready? Because you know I, you, a lot of the audience knows I channel Pleiades, right? I can tell you right now, they they claim to have a twelve strand, a twelve a twelve strand helix, okay, yes. where we are only a double helix. Now think about that. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one. Exactly. They, they claim to be uh, thirty-one million years consciously consciously evolved to a human rev, as they say it. They call us revs. A light, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a human rev or a, uh, a life rev. Um, 31 million years into the, the predicted future, right? Could you imagine that? 12, 12 strand DNA. We are only a double helix. That's it. Exactly. So realize we, we, only use, we only use some 5% of what we've got. Yeah. Think of the movie Lucy. Think of the movie Lucy. Oh, no. When they were the percentage of the percentage of her brain as she unlocked each part of her brain before she got to a hundred. Yep. And then she became a computer. She became the matrix. You know, there was a there there was a thing that I, I read a long time ago about a woman who was born hydrocephalic. Now, for those who don't know what that is, uh, basically water on the brain. Mm-hmm. And if you don't catch it early enough and drain the pressure, what it does is compress your brain against the skull. And obviously, uh, any organ compressed and hollowed out by assistive water is not going to function optimally. However, this woman... Uh, wound up getting a PhD. She was very articulate, fully functional woman with essentially a hollow head full of water. Wow. They did a brain scan on her. And it turns out that at the back of the head, uh, I guess it's the occipital lobe, where most of us only process vision. She processed everything with that part of her brain. So yeah, they would they would watch right. watch your skull looking for yeah they watch your brain looking for electrical activity they stimulate you with an image lights up your occipital region uh, they talk to you and make you think it lights up other regions you come up with a thought of your own it lights up a different region etc cetera, etc cetera. in her case every different activity lit up the same region of her brain so she was using about five percent of her brain to do PhD level work. Wow. That tells you what we're capable of with the 90% of our brain that we don't really use. (laughs) Exactly. Well, to backtrack a little bit. We're just talking with brain. I I wanted to point out one more little fact on the cloning. 
The Bible tells us about cloning for our Christian friends in the very first book in Genesis. They created Eve out of Adam's rib. Tell me that isn't cloning. That's cloning. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a rib. What the original word meant was curve, and of course we know that would be the curve of your DNA. Right. They didn't know that at the time they made that translation. Correct. Yeah, the Bible still says they, they created Eve out of Adam's rib to make her equal to yep. him. But see, that's that, oh, yeah. that's they, 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 they took his DNA, made a slight modification to it, and boom, there you go. <laughs> Gotta remember, though, that, that the word... That was, the, when, that, that was when they made us in... Well, that was when they made us in their image so that we could breed so they wouldn't have to uh, donor womb us anymore. Right. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. No, I, I was going to go, I wanted to go back to another topic, too, that when Wayne was talking, when you guys were discussing um, how they originally created the movie, and I know it sounds silly, but science fiction is not fiction at all, is Cowboys versus Aliens, and they discussed that very topic where they were to duck the, the the inhabitants of, the, of certain regions to go work in the coal mine, and it was the reptilians who were doing it. Well, you got to remember, we, we were designed, Michelle. We were designed. We were designed. Let me say it again. We were designed, genetically modified, right, to do right. their work. They got tired of doing it. They. We, you know, we were designed to take their burden. That is what we are. That's why we are. Now, yep. that doesn't limit what we are. We are still creation. Yeah, I mean, we are still creations of the gods. Okay, but we were designed as a slave race. I'm sorry to say it, people. We are a slave yep. Yep. race. That's what we are. These of the gods. Look at your birth. But in order to succeed, <laughs> in order to actually make us smart enough to be useful to them, they had to include some of themselves, which essentially again made us sons of gods. No, since I got three of you, uh, two of you here, right? I want to touch on something and ask you guys' opinion. Okay. Opinion. Okay, we we are both we we all three are very familiar with Ia, Inky, yeah, and Enlil, right? Yep. Uh, the Anu, the All Father, the Anu, right? Where in the world do you think that we as a slave as a slave race fall in the? Uh, now I'm asking this with my heart. Where do you think that we fit when it comes to judgment? When it comes to sin, uh, yeah, I said it. I said the word S-I-N, sin. Where does all of this come into play in the eyes of the all is, the all father, Anu? Are are we just a bastard race? Are we just, just you know, are we just, just deplorable? Are we just, you know, just meat? Are we just food? What the hell are we? <laughs> I'll let Wayne answer opinion. first because you're not, you're not gonna like my answer. I don't. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> go for it, Wayne. Hello. Wayne. 
He could possibly be still thinking. I don't know. I Wayne, Wayne, I think he's still there, but what do you give me? I'm still here, but you guys are pixelated to me so bad I can barely make out what you're saying. Wow. Oh, dang it. And I'm talking right into my phone. They must not oh. want us talking about this. Well, tough shit because I'm recording it, and guess what? We're hitting like everybody. Everybody. Yep. Everybody. Because <laughs> okay, it's not well, just YouTube and it's not just Facebook. I'm talking worldwide, baby. Spreaker Radio. Now, what is the your thing take? Is, well, you, you get uh, into that. Okay. You, you've gotten who, into who the question. You got ah, into the question ah. of. Yeah. All right. One, one at a time. Wayne, you go. Uh, all right. Well, we've gotten into the question of, of where do we stand with uh, who I'm going to refer to as the All-Father, just because it makes sense, the creator of everything. Where do we stand with that entity when it comes to being a second-hand creation, if you would? And I'm going to borrow the uh, reasoning of the people in the Lost Book of Enki. They define two different things. We talk about fate which is the inevitable result of your actions, and we talk about destiny, which is what you were designed to be from the beginning. And the question came up, uh, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you creating this, this species, this race of people that are almost our equal, or perhaps even greater than us, because we wound up being a mixture of several different uh, species from around the, the cosmos? And being a mixture of those in a proper balance, we are essentially the best of all. Uh, but where do we stand with the All-Father is a question of, was our creation fate or destiny? Very good. Okay, very right. Really, that's really what you're asking. Was yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. The actions of others only, or was it supposed to happen? Well, uh, who who knows? I mean, that 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 right there would be a, a, a who, I don't know. That that is a question that I have had since I became awakened. Is where do I fit? Where do I fit in the eyes of Anu? Yeah. If Anu is the creation, the creation, right? That that was the um, the designer, the manipulator, the the author and the finisher of the, our race. Where do I fit as a as a human being? Me, Matthew. Where do I fit with my little bleak of experience in the experience of Anu? Where do I fit in God's eyes? That would be the creator of all creators of this this creation, right? Where do I fall? Where do we fall? Well, it's Let's get to let's get to the very essence of matter itself. Oh, geez. What, what I have found in in <laughs> recent times is right. that everything that exists, from the smallest of subatomic particles to atoms to molecules to objects to planets to star systems to perhaps the universe itself, in this dimension of existence has a toroid-shaped field around it. 
It has properties that are electromagnetic, but it has additional properties that cannot be described that way. Uh, this is the substance of what makes everything exist. And this is that which the All-Father has in his hands. The very fact of existence is entirely up to the one who has made everything exist. It could be otherwise, it's totally illogical. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> it, I'm just saying that's, it, that's it, really, it, really it's deep. really it, it still it still doesn't answer your question though. I I, I know, but even that really that's doesn't. deep that's deep as hell. Because a lot of us a lot of us yeah. you know, again we don't know. I can't keep saying it enough. We were not taught Sumerians, okay? We were not taught Sumerians. No. We were not taught any of that stuff. And it being that way, I I can't say that. I can't even say I'm okay with it. I'm not. I am not okay with not being taught these things, both in school, um, in in school and in church. I mean, you talk about pissed. Whenever I finally woke up, I was pissed. I was I was not happy. I wanted to. I wasn't, dude. I was. Yeah. I wanted to know why why I was told one thing, and then I had to like grow up into an adult. 44 years of age and now going so I'm scratching my damn head I'm going what the what Sumerian what what, what is all this stuff what is all this stuff with physical evidence of its truth and its reality that I never heard of before exactly I mean the these guys that are tuning in they, they know they're awake they're aware I trust that they both the audio listen, listeners as well as the you know, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're hearing me, obviously you're awake enough to be here. I mean, do you? Go, I agree with I, I know that I hope you agree with that. If you're tuning into this, you're obviously aware enough to question reality, question things. You're at least curious, at least curious enough to listen. Right, right. But this rabbit hole here is the one I'm telling you right now. I'm going to have to go through and edit and audit it, but edit it and edit it. This is the one that truly fucked me up. This one right here is where do where do I fit in my creator's creation when it comes to my perception, my experience, my sins, my life, my reality, and you name it on down the line. Where and what do I matter to you? Okay, Matt. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm going to give you a different viewpoint. And you're going to say, oh, hi, James. <laughs> I'm hi, going to give James. you a little bit of a, a, a hi, James. Okay. Our friend James. Right. Because you're going to say, oh, my God, you sound so draconian right now. Okay. So I'm going to give you a different viewpoint. So I want you to brace yourself. All right. All right. Yeah. First of all, who says there's sin? Now, Nobody, when you're talking the... about right, it, 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 hold that thought because this is the whole point I'm going to make. We are conditioned when you're when you're raised in religion. And I'm not knocking the Christian people listening. I'm I'm not, but religion is designed for control. Religion is designed to. Religion literally means 
two binds in Latin. Two binds. I, I won't dis okay. I do that. You're, you're okay. talking to the choir. Okay, hold on. Hold on. There's more. But there's more. So when you're thinking about this, you're kind of overthinking. So how I've learned to deal with it, and as I've wakened up to pretty much who I really am and what I really am, and I'm kind of different than everybody else, and I'm, I'll go into that a little even more because it has to deal with body changes, and as we awake and expand, you're going to notice your own DNA structures opening and expanding and changing to the point. I will, I will message you after this a picture from me from 2015 and a picture of me now, and you will see the extreme difference in my appearance. And it's not just age, okay? And it's, it's hard to explain because I don't know the mechanisms of that part of it, but I know it has something to do with it. As you open up, because we're all different, and it's all based on your bloodline, and it's all based on what your blood type is. And if, if, as you talk to James and you start to figure out more about yourself according to what your bloodline is, a lot of what you choose to do and who you are and what you are will make sense. I don't even know what my blood type is because I almost don't want to. My choices are my own. And part of that growing up, as you put it, and that figuring out and that waking up process, people are too hard on themselves because they were conditioned from an early age. This is right. This is wrong. This is true. This is false. Listen to your elders. Listen to authority. Don't think for yourself. Don't question. Just nod your head and smile. So when we start to question, we become very hard on ourselves. People choose the easy way because it's less difficult and it's less painful. Truth is ugly and truth is painful. So when you're asking these questions, you also become very hard on yourself because you're like, damn, why did I do that when I was 25? Damn, why did I go down that road? It is experience. It is a lesson you needed to learn. It is part of your growing up process, your graduating process. So when you think about it, okay, this is where reincarnation comes in. This is where the many lifetimes of learning and learning and learning to get out of this matrix, to get to graduate, if you will. Because mm -hmm. you're using all those experiences, and as you unlock them, even though when you're born again, notice that terminology the religions use, when you become born again, all right, they use that. So when you look at it in a different term, everything is good and bad, light and dark, evil and not evil, um, up is down, down is up. But when you get to that balanced point, if you are extreme in one thing or another, that is not balanced, and that is draconian law. Draconian law is justice, balance, knowledge, wisdom. And as you gain in these things, I'm not done yet, as you gain in these things, you start to be less hard on yourself and see your experiences as experiences. 
as you embrace that darkness into your in yourself, that dark side of yourself that everybody has and hates, and as you love that and take it, take the lessons that experience that was so painful and hurtful. Why did I have to go through this? And you say, wait a minute, what did I gain from this? You flip it around. And that is where that balance will come into your existence, into your being. And that is how you progress. Because you're not living just straight on emotion, straight on reaction. You're critically thinking. You're taking a step back here examining. You still have emotion. You still get pissed off. You still get happy. You still get joyful. You still get, you know, you still love. You still hate. But you're able to step back and look at it from a broader perspective. And when you're asking, where do I fit in and out all of this? You just do. Because we're all a collective being. But we're individual. But our hearts and our minds and our souls, being energy, are all connected as one. And this is draconian law. This isn't my makeup law. But that is draconian law. So you've got extremes and everything. And even in draconian, you've got the good and the, the evil, the bad, and the dark, the light, the, you know, it's all of that. There, you've got some extremely unbalanced, just has change. Can I share you've something got, with uh, you? Sure. And, and I know I, I know said, I pissed. I, I said most of it. I pissed James <laughs> off. I, I pissed James off by saying this. And and I, I, I know I do. But... Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me say that the Pleiades say that Draconian, right, was not mm-hmm. the first of the first. They they too are a hybridization that has been bastardized over the eons oh. and over the eons and eons of creation. The Draconians. You know ouch. There's dozens and dozens of hybrid. Uh, just Hang look on. At the blood type. It's all in the blood type. Hang on. Uh-huh. But the the draconian agenda, the draconians, they see themselves as being what I just said, bastardized. Mm. They see themselves as being the outcast, but they're not. They're not. They too are a they too are a creation, an offspring of the all is. This is why you see James, and I know if you're watching James Harper, Mr. You know, I'm serious. Ah, uh, listen to me. I know you're gonna even saying this. Listen to me clearly. You too are a create creation and a descendancy of the all is. Even the Anu, even the Anu, the all is, all father has got someone to fucking answer to. He, it, as a creator, hang on, has somebody to answer to. Make no mistake. No one is without expression with justification. They've got justification with their own being. But nevertheless, they too have got to be justified by somebody. Somebody is going to oversee. And that would be the all is spirit. I don't care whether you're draconian. I don't care whether you are uh, uh, gray. I don't care whether you're tall, white, listening to me. I don't care whether, whatever and whoever you may be. You've got a source. 
and all is source, present and omnipresent, that is going to watch you, maybe not judge you, but watch you. You no, yourself, I, I believe, the judge. Yes, you may. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to expand on that. One of the hardest things for various races to let go of and understand. And I'm not even there yet. We're never all, all there yet because we're, it's a process. It, uh, it's work in process. Yes, ma'am, it is. One of, the da- one of the downfalls is ego. And that's where balance comes in. And that's why we stress <laughs> balance. Because if, you're, if your ego gets in the way, you lose your perspective. If your ego gets in the way, you lose your thinking. Because you don't want to be wrong. Our greatest learning is when we're wrong. Or we make a mistake. We make an error in judgment. We literally fuck it up. Can I say that on there? Oops. I just, fuck you it up, buttercup. I've said worse than I trust me. I mean, I've gotten fired up and Good. I've been passionate. Stewart, and, I mean, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne and, Stewart's got me locked up. I'm going, oh, yeah, I'm passionate. I've dropped an F bomb right there. I'm dropping that F bomb right there. So right? I did. It, bat shit passionate. Bat shit passionate. Well, and what people don't get is because as you keep doing this, and this is why I say I'm a rogue Draco because I, I, I get fired up, I get mad as hell, and I don't take it anymore. But the thing is, is when I lose that balance, I feel it. I feel it, and then I feel disgusted with myself, and I'm kicking myself, and I'm going, damn it, I failed that test. And I get so mad. But then I try to learn from it, and I'm mad at myself, not the situation, I'm mad at myself. Because I did not, I did not um, maintain my focus. I did not maintain that peace of mind, that balance that I could use to do a critical thinking assessment of that situation. That's when I get mad. Is because I know I screwed up. But as you try and study and learn, everybody's path is different. Our, our bloodline, and I'm convinced of this, assures us of that. We all have different jobs. We, all, we, we were all created for a purpose. I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm a soldier. But I've got to learn my own limitations, my own objectives. Why am I really here? What is my real purpose? What am I doing the right thing? And when I'm doing the right thing, there's, the world can be in chaos, but I'm at peace because I know I'm following the path I'm supposed to be on. It may not be the path Joe Blow is on, or you are on, or Wayne is on, but it's my path. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm recognizing that, I'm not judging anybody else for their path. If I'm judging them, guess what? That's a reflection on me. If I'm yeah. hating on somebody... I'm really projecting me onto them, and I'm no longer critically thinking. I'm no longer in balance within myself. And see, so that's a wick—that's a wicked teaching. Did you know that? Uh, I just know that is just coming in, the, but that's okay. Honey, also, that's a wicked pe- that's a wicked pagan teaching. I'm also—I've really, got that in my hair. I got it in my heritage, so that makes sense. Yeah, it truly is. Yep. 
Harm ye none, yet ye harm others. Your judge. When this life is done, you know who's going to be your judge? Yourself. You. Yep. You. You. You're absolutely right. What's going to happen is, is once you're no longer bound to this fleshly body with its limitations and that, that nature, everything that has been in the dark will be in the light. You will see your life for what it was and is because in that next level of existence time has a completely different meaning but when it's all said and done I mean we have stories about that uh, how many of us are familiar with the story uh, what the heck is his name I don't remember now uh, the Latin lover guy who had all of the all of the women for his life, and like her now, oh, his name now. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh my gosh. They had all um, the wives. <laughs> what? He had all the lovers. He had all, I'm he sorry. He had Hell, all the I lovers. Hell, I can't. The, uh, Don Juan. Don Juan. Don Juan. Oh my Don God! Hang had, on, hang on. Had hundreds, <laughs> good for, had good for you, Don Juan. <laughs> he had hundreds of lovers oh. in his life to the point where being a ladies' man is being a Don Juan. And mm-hmm. uh, when he died, and the devil was confronting him with his sins, if you would, he paraded these women past him that he had had in his life. And at one point in time during their parade, there was one particular young lady that had a tear in her eye. And Mr. Wan noticed it. And he said, well, he, he reached to touch the tear and looked at the devil. And the devil told him, he said, this one truly loves you. Because his sentence in hell was to wear a gesture suit for all eternity. He used to be the clown. And he was objecting. He says, I'm no clown, I'm a great lover. And then when he was going over his life, when he was going over his life, being his own judge, and he saw that he had, it was Casanova, I'm sorry, Casanova. Not, not oh, yeah, Casanova. Yeah, Casanova. Uh, been either. But yeah, that was, that was the end of that story. That was the end of that story. Uh, he was basically sentenced to wear a gesture suit for all eternity because he was a fool in this life. And he didn't believe it. He protested until he saw the woman who loved him. Oh. And then he accepted his sentence because he saw the truth of it. We are our own judges because we will see the truth. I concur. Yeah. You know we will what? See the God. truth of our lives and the end result of it, and we will be our own judges. Why do you Listen. think the flash before the eyes happens before you die? And everybody says, oh, I just saw my life before my eyes. Right? That is- By- <laughs> because I guess, <laughs> I guess you're going to judge your own self based upon your own inflictions, experiences, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that's, that's the what, I don't know. I The, the, the narrative is, is pretty cut and dry. I mean, I don't know. I truly don't know. 
I don't look forward to that. I don't look forward to being my own judge because guess what? I know what I've done. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, if, if we sit there and go this life, we try to do the best we can, but we, we know ultimately if we all really understood that point, I mean, I'm still going to be human. I still may make wrong or rash choices, whatever. But hopefully, when you learn from those experiences and compiled on, when you are your own judge, you can say, yeah, I did that, but guess what I gained from that? And to me, that is a draconian way because I'm sitting here going, well, okay, I didn't do this. Okay, people, I did not do this. Uh, I stole a car when I was 18. And I went to five years in prison. What did I gain from that? And then you look back on that and you're going, I'm never to do that again. Because guess what? Now I can't vote. Now I can't do this. I can't own a bike. I have all these things that I created myself from that one action that completely changed my life. But what did mm-hmm. I take away from that? Right? And so then right. that's the point where you learn from your mistakes. And that is forgiving yourself. And you know you screwed up. And you know you did something that you had no business doing. But if you forgive yourself in the end, that means he has forgiven you. Wow. Well, uh, 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 who's he? He's what not going to whatever. I don't ever think of it. like I just have, happen to have a habit of calling him grandfather. I used to have a being or a gatekeeper, guardian, whatever you want to call it, when I was a kid. Little kid. I've been at this a long time. I knew I was different. I knew it was different from the time I could talk. And I used to have this companion that would talk with me. And I called him grandfather. But to me, the all-being is grandfather. Because I called him my gatekeeper. And he was the one, if I had a question, he would sit and talk to me and go, ask me your question. And I would run as a wolf with him in the forest. He would teach me things. We would sit by a river on a bench, and we would talk for hours. And when I and when I needed to just get away, I would call the grandfather, and he would be there. So to me, that is who he is. I'm but not gonna deny, own. not gonna deny you your experience because I, I I too have experiences like that that I can reflect on. I I and I, I get it. I, I definitely get it. Yep. Miss Michelle Noble, I, I, we are at the top of the top of the hour, running at an hour and forty-five minutes within the podcast. And I appreciate you for calling. Would you say something nice and positive and loving and fulfilling to probably all of the globe here? Would you say something on your way out? I'm gonna wrap up the well, show here, babe. It was a pleasure talking to you both, and. All you brainiacs out there know what's really going on, or you're getting an idea. All hope is not lost. We have a fight to fight, but you've got to keep that positivity. You've got to keep that eye on the end goal. You've got to understand this is all a part of it. It has to happen. The purging has to happen. But keep it with love and understand that your path is not somebody else's path. Each of you are unique, yet our souls and our energy are all one. 
and have a great night, everybody. Wow. Wow. That's really good. Michelle, again, Miss Nobles, if you know what, we are all friends. We are all friends here in the Matrix yes. Minds. And if anybody wants to find Miss Michelle on Facebook, can, do you mind if I share how they can find you? Or do you care? Do. Not at all. All right. Look her up on Facebook, everybody. You can find her through my profile if you are friends with me on Facebook. Look her up, Miss Michelle Noble. She's great. She's great spirit, great person, and a true friend of my own. Stewart or Wayne Stewart's also, you know, friends with her, and we know one another. We definitely know one another. Probably from many reincarnations back, without a doubt. I don't doubt that. I I don't I don't doubt that either. And Wayne, always love hearing you. Love your knowledge. Did he? Uh, yes, I th- did. He friend you, or did you friend him? Wow, you. I, I, I think I friended him after that one podcast you guys did, and we kind of back and forth on Facebook and like each other's stuff now and again. <laughs> I know right? he's been busy. Miss Natasha, Natasha says she loves you. Michelle, Jessica says she loves you. Sammy, you've got you've got some good friends amongst these matrix breakers i'm telling you now feel free to feel free to friend me and and i guarantee you they will because the vibe attracts the tribe and the tribe will accept that vibe thank you again michelle for calling you hear me all right guys have a great night love you you too love you take care of yourself all righty back at you all right night mr wayne What's up with you, man? You gotta you gonna say something say something um like wholeheartedly uh, on the way way out? Let's give you last last words, bro. How do how do we how do we how do we end a discussion like this? I don't know, but you're I mean, we're gonna ultimately, try. Ultimately ultimately we are responsible for who we are. And who are we responsible to? We are responsible to our creator, of course. The all-father, if you would. The one who created everything. And, uh, you know, everything in darkness shall be brought to light. That much I, I believe is true. There's an awful lot of truth in the Bible. There is. Everything done in darkness will be brought into light. And when the light is shined on it, there is no denying it. We have to literally do the best we can with what we have and learn from our mistakes and do our best we can to learn from the mistakes of others, too, because it's a lot easier just to watch somebody else do something stupid than it is to do something stupid yourself. So that's that's just one way to look at it. You know, wise is the man who learns from his mistakes. Wiser is the man who learns from the mistakes of others. Ouch. Ouch. What is that? I'm not completely useless. I can be used as a bad example. I like the word that Miss Jessica just dropped in chat. I'm I'm, going to pin it because it's a word that sticks out to me that has been has been in my life for quite some time. Miss Jessica McTarsney says observation. I've been taught through the Pleiades 
that I I'm I'm very humble. I'm very very humble to be able to say I'm a mouthpiece too, and um, I allow you know I, I not I guess not only allow them to, but they they have got the they're comfortable enough to uh, speak through my mouth. Okay, so observation they have taught me to before we do anything as human beings and especially especially to other people um that we communicate with and we talk to and we interact with in the world sit back analyze the situation you're in observe like 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 jessica just said observe observe where you're at what you're doing and perceive the perceiver if you truly want to know where you're at in your growth, truly want to know where you're at in your journey, take one second and just stop what you're doing and observe, observe the observer. That is an amazing thing that the Pleiades have has always they've taught me from the very beginning. Matt, when you're angry, when you're mad, when when you've got you feel like you're backed into a corner. Mind you, you're not backed into a corner. You are always, 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 Wayne, always, we are in control. Listen to me, bro. We are always, always, always in control. We need to stop for a minute, and we need to do observe. We need to analyze, and then, and then we need to make our, make our decision on what we're going to do. Because at that moment, at that point, point in time, all of our experience relies on that moment. The next, the, our future, our, really, our future, our future path relies on our now perception observation moment. Yep. Is that clear? Uh, a, a word that goes along with that would be mindfulness. Bingo. Observa Sammy Lanka says observation speaks volumes. Observation speaks volumes. Boom. Exactly. All right, Wayne, I'm going to let you go, my friend. I, I, yeah, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent talk with you this evening. And I appreciate well, you joining me. We had a little, uh, we have a little lag between what I'm watching on my screen and what I'm talking. Yep. Five seconds, buddy. <laughs> Facebook's <laughs> Makes got it a little off. hard to do. Like watching a poorly dubbed Japanese movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's all right. We made it. We made it through like always. Trudge on, buddy. Did it. All right. All right. So it's been Wait. fun and it's been real, and I'm going to say it's been real fun too. So that's right. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for for participating with me again. I I always I always enjoy the time with you. I really do. And everybody else is saying bye, Wayne. They love you. And uh, yeah, man, we I appreciate you calling and talking with me and all of the other brainiacs. Look, man, it is it I'll is what it around. is. I'll be back around. I know you will. You'll be around. Thank you. All right, man. It is, again, 
September the 11th of 2020, and we are visionaries, man. We are definitely visionaries changing what we see. And if we don't like what we see, we can change it. That's right. We can be the change we want to see. So look, man, without a doubt, the observation, the perception, just take it for what it is. Sit back and try so very hard to not just want to go up to your, your capital and your, your state's house and just you know blow things up. Things are changing, Brainiacs. Things are definitely changing. It's living in the now moment. You hear me? Living in the now moment like Janelle says. Living now, perceiving what we uh, or you know, deem to be a prior a prior thought, we're experiencing our prior thoughts now. Because had we not priorly thought about it, we wouldn't be experiencing it now. So be very, very careful. Very careful what you put in your mind. Please be careful what you put in your mind and you 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 think about and you visualize and you. Your imagination, Brainiacs, your imagination is oh so powerful. Your words, your words, your words speak volumes of creation in this existence. We are in a creation mechanism. The manifestation is before your eyes. That's what we see before our eyes. So please, 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 please be kind to one another. Be within your heart what you want to want to be and see because what you say you speak into an existence of wholeness manifestation so please 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 be that change you want to see and indeed i believe you'll see it i truly wholeheartedly do i do matrix breakers Far and wide, worldwide, whether, again, whether you be on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you may be, you're listening to me, Matt, with the Matrix Minds. Again, I appreciate you for joining me on this Friday, and we will see you on Monday, Monday night at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Be the change you want to be, and I swear to God, you will see it. You will see that change. Boom! Do it, Brainiacs. Let's do it, Matrix Breakers. Monday, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we will dive down that rabbit hole of the Q-Post research, and we will see you then, my friends. Peace
All right, Matrix Breakers. Like I said, man, going to kind of do things a little bit differently, a little bit differently here. Because, uh, yeah, man, you guys are on, you guys are primarily on the back half, back end of the creation of the podcast, right? That's, yeah, that's what it is. I, I will be, I will be, and I will be honest with you. You guys, you guys are literally tuning into the behind the scenes. You guys are tuning into the behind the scenes and the creation of the podcasts. I promise you, that is the truth. I'm not lying to you. And without you, literally, look at me, look at me. Without you, without you, I couldn't and wouldn't do this because I've got I've I my day literally I we're not recording on the podcast no any longer but me, live stream yes you guys literally are the fuel the fuel that makes me do this okay I wanna I wanna do this for you I wanna do this for people. Who are not awake? I want to do this for people that are like trying to grasp for straws. They don't know where the hell they're at in in this in this world of in this world of um so much confusion, so much confusion. Um, I appreciate you being with me wholeheartedly. Wherever I go, you're gonna go with me. Promise me, and I I want to take you with me. I have in my own head. I have in my own head. I do have in my own head. The stars, baby, Ad Astra. And I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I I I went from we went from two days a week to three days a week. I want to do this Matrix Breakers every day. I want this to be what I do. I want this to be what I do. I'm putting that out there. Pray for me. Pray with me. Be with me. Because I promise you, I believe, I believe in myself. And I want you to believe in yourself. So again, what we believe, what we believe, we'll see. I believe that. Y'all, let's rock it out, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you again for being with me. And I'll see you guys on Monday, man. I love you. Be careful. Have a good weekend, all. Please, 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 please be safe.